0: Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beat. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco?
1: For the 39th time. God damn. 39. I'm not Joe Flacco. This is Not Joe Flacco, the podcast. One of my favorite topics in all the world, and I know you love it too, running back contracts. Except I'm, I'm not going to spend as much time pissing and moaning. I said as much. I'm going to not spend as much time pissing and moaning about Zeke and Christian McCaffrey and whatever the fuck somebody is going to do for Derrick Henry. I'm going to focus on the good contracts that are out there. So I'll give you guys examples of what's possible. That your your team does not have to go and pay. I mean, Zeke has ninety five million dollars left on his contract. He is going to be under he is under contract through twenty twenty six. A running back. Twenty twenty six. The next president will be gone by 2026. Running back contracts should never last longer than a presidential term. Both should be capped at 4 years. Even even for the greats, max max out at 4 years. And you should never do what the Panthers did and extend a guy who you've got 2 years of control over. Maybe 3 McCaffrey was under contract for this year. He's got the fifth-year option next year, and you can fucking franchise him the year after. But at every step along the way, well, at least once you get to the fifth year and then the franchise, at every step along the way, you're not committed for for anything beyond that season. And sure, they might hold out, but fucking let them. What happened the last time two guys held out? Le'Veon Bell. Holds out. Brilliant move. Saves his body. He's worried about the Steelers running him into the ground. What happens? Holds out the entire season. Takes less money than the Steelers offered him the season before. Melvin Gordon. Same deal. Wants a new deal. Great. More power to you, Melv. How much you want? Oh, that much? Okay. Well, you know, hold out if you got to And again, ends up taking less from the Broncos than he would have made from the Chargers if he'd just taken the first deal. So there's a couple lessons here. One, as always, don't pay your fucking running backs. Two, if you're the team that drafted the running back, you are probably overpaying just because you already know him. You're like, oh, he's there. The fans like him. He sells jerseys. The owner gets to hang out with him at, I don't know, the fucking bar every once in a while. Who the fuck knows? But that familiarity is really good for the running back. Because when they hit the open market, they don't do so good. Bell, less than he could have made if he'd just taken the Steelers offer. Melvin Gordon, less than he could have made if he'd just taken the Steelers off. So Derek Henry, there's a lesson in there somewhere. I don't know what it is, but there's a lesson in there somewhere. But anyways, I promised that I wasn't going to bitch and complain too much. I wanted to preface this a little bit. If this is your first time hearing me complain about running back contracts, it won't be the last, I promise. And I only mentioned Zeke and CMC in passing a few times in the next segment. But for the most part, I'm just highlighting five guys, all with Very different circumstances as examples of way that you can build a running back room. And you don't have to draft a guy in the top 10 and then pay him, you know, give him a seven-year extension or six-year extension. It's crazy. Anyway, as always, sub, like, review, rate, whatever the fuck you got to do on whatever platform you're doing it on. Everything you do is much appreciated. I'm trying to crack the top 100 NFL football podcasts, we're at 119 right now, and I'm ahead of some people. Like I'm like ahead of like Rappaport's podcast, like not Michael, but the NFL announcer. I forget his name, Ian. Ian Rappaport. I'm ahead of him. I have some good things happening around here, folks. Anyways, like, subscribe, do your thing, we'll, we'll hear from the GOAT, and then I will jump in and uh, detail my five best running back contracts. Alright, so as I said, going over the best running back contracts that I could find, obviously we know who's not on it, I just went over that. But again, I mean, let's just start here. We're gonna start. We're just gonna roll out Austin Eckler as an example. Guy signed a four-year, twenty-four and a half million dollar contract. He's coming off a career year, fifteen hundred yards last season, all-purpose, and is able. And then the next contract he signs only has a five million dollar cap hit. The Chargers even have an out after two years. Where the cap hit actually exceeds the dead cap, so they'll they'll find three million dollars in savings if they don't like the contract in two years. This is a great fucking contract. And again, coming off a career year, fifteen hundred all-purpose yards, so nine hundred ninety-three receiving yards, six uh, five hundred fifty-seven rushing yards, eleven touchdowns. Had a phenomenal year. Played all 16 games, eight starts. This is exactly what you want. Now these contract the contracts for the the pass catchers are a little easier, and they're you know they're they're kind of treated a little bit more like slot receivers. But in today's NFL, where teams are throwing the ball 55, 60, 65 percent of the time. Why Why pay big money to the bell cow back? Why pay big money to the goal line back? Just because he's the guy that plays on first and second downs usually? When the offense probably really wants to be, you know, in, in their single back, you know, three wide. Was that 11 personnel? Yeah. So... Why? Why would a team now? You know you're going to say, "Well, McCaffrey's going to catch passes." Sure, absolutely. But Eckler had 92 receptions last year, 993 receiving yards. He was seven short of a thousand. So, is the extra 800 rushing yards? Is the extra 800 rushing yards worth all that extra money for McCaffrey? I don't think so. You can find that elsewhere. So the next contract I've got is another pass catcher. I'm just going to get the pass catchers out of the way, and this is more of a uh, uh, a career accomplishment. This is just a a this has just been a wonderful contract for this team, and this guy's contract is up after this season. And just because it's this team, I I don't necessarily expect them to, to re-sign this guy, but he shouldn't come as cheap as he's been. If if anyway, it's James White. I'll just get to the fucking chase. It's James White. James White signed a three-year $12 million contract. Average annual salary $4 million. His cap hit this season is 4.593. The last two years. So the first two years of this contract, 87 receptions and 72 receptions. And his cap hit never gets over, what, $4 million, $5 million? Let me take a look here. But this is, again, this is how you do these contracts. Yeah, it never gets over $5 million. This is how you do these contracts. Now you're you're saying okay the pass catches are easy. They don't they technically barely even start the game. Alright, so let's go to let's go to some more traditional traditional guys. All right, so um we'll start with now the next guy's a 49er. Raheem Mostert. And the Niners got you know it's like the Niners got a little lucky with this one, but it's still a good contract. Moster was signed as a as an expensive. He signed a three-year $8.7 million contract with the Niners. And this was back in I think before 2019. So they've got him under contract for two more years. Cap hit this year's 3.1. Cap hit next year's 3.5. They could cut him and save that, but the guy averaged 5.6 yards per carry. set the team single-game rushing record in the playoffs this last year. And he's only going to be making like $3 million this year. He's bulking up to withstand some extra carries, but he carried the ball 170, 170 times last season. And he's not a small guy. But again, the Niners got a little lucky here. They'd signed him as a special teams guy, and they turned him into 137 rushing attempts, and they turned him into a running back. Even though, you know, last year, 34 carries, 7.7 yards per attempt. This year, 137 attempts, 5.6 yards. And the Niners are going to give him 200, 220 carries. And he's only gonna make three million. It's a really, 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 really good contract for the 49ers. Cause with the, this guy when he's got the ball in his hands, you know, you saw it against you, you saw it in the playoffs. There's a reason that Jimmy only had to throw the ball like twelve times or eight times in the in the uh in the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. It's because most are and the running game was doing all this damage. There's no reason to put the ball in the quarterback's hands. They're winning. Just run the ball, make them stop it. But again, you can find running backs everywhere. So we've already gone over two pass catchers and a former special team guy who, who in two seasons, hasn't had an average of six yards per carry for his career on 178 carries. Okay, so let's go to let's go to a guy who's got a little bit more wear and tear, right? Because, okay, all all you're doing, not Joe, is you're bringing up pass catching running backs and former special teams guys and saying like this is how this is how you build a team. Okay, well, let's go to two veteran guys then. So the first veteran guy I've got here is Mark Ingram. Who no cat the cap hit never gets above seven million for his contract. He just, he's 30 years old, just rushed for a thousand yards for the third time in his career. 10 TDs last season. It's probably the second best year of his career. And he's gonna make less than seven million dollars. At least gonna cost the Ravens less than seven million dollars this year. And he was available You guys been out there Any team could have signed him Any team could have signed him But the, the Ravens did And they got a deal An absolute fucking deal He's only got 9 million left on his deal Ezekiel Elliott has 94 million left on his deal And sure, you might want Ezekiel over Mark Ingram this year, and you might even want him over next year. But at what at what cost? What other positions are are lacking? You know, the Cowboys just had to let go of several defensive guys. They replaced some of them through, through the draft, but they let go of some good players last year. How many of those players could they have kept if Zeke wasn't getting paid so much? Now the last guy is a guy who's gone from absolutely god-awful contract to the best, least risky contract, <clears throat> running back contract in the league. That's Todd Gurley at five and a half million. I mean, this is the buy low, sell high dream for a team. Now, he's only on a one-year deal. And I'm not sure if there's anything crazy that's like, hey, you can't, you know, you can't franchise him or something like that. But theoretically, the Falcons could, Falcons could franchise him after the season if they wanted to control him just to try and force him into a new contract. Or, you know, maybe this is just a get well thing for him. But who cares? Because it's a running back. You can go find another one the year after. And if he's not the Todd Gurley of old, if he's just old Todd Gurley, then it only costs you $5.5 million to find out. But the upside is you get a guy who scored 54 touchdowns the last three seasons. And he might not rush for 1,200 yards or 1,500 yards. But if he's 80% of what he used to be, they're getting a fucking steal right now. An absolute steal. And for a team like the Falcons that don't have very many ways of getting significantly better in a very, very tough division that just imported Tom Brady. And still has Drew Brees. Not that Matt Ryan's a schlub. I mean, he's got an MVP. But they've got the I mean, like, they've got but probably got the worst coach in the in the division. And so for a team that doesn't have, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna coach their way out of this problem. They're always getting banged up. For them, these are the exact type of signings that teams like this should make. You buy low. Now, I would have liked to have seen a second year on this deal, and maybe it was, you know, it, it takes two to make a deal, and so maybe Cur- maybe Gurley's representation was like, no, we're confident that our guy will come in, set the world on fire, and go get himself a regular contract after that. But if he, if so, so it's not, you know, it's not guaranteed that, you know, the Falcons just didn't think to offer him the second year. I mean, maybe they did, maybe, maybe they didn't offer it. Maybe they're just like, hey, we don't know if you're going to be good. We just, you know, we want you to come in, pinch hit for the year, and we'll figure something else out for the year after, or we'll keep you around and we'll work something out long term afterwards. Maybe it was that way. I think more likely this is a, You know, Gurley said, listen, I want to get well too. I'm not going to tie myself down to a below-market contract for too long. And so signed a one-year deal. But where's the risk here? There is none. This is the exact type of contract the team should be fucking trying to sign their running backs to. Because all of these guys are... Are 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 risks. The bigger risk, the bigger risk than signing Todd Gurley to five million, is signing Christian McCaffrey for another like seven years. McCaffrey's under contract till like twenty. Let me see here. He's under contract till twenty twenty five, at a at the running back position. He has seventy-five million dollars left on that deal, so it's not like and because the 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 Panthers still have two more years of control. Hell, McCaffrey might play for the Falcons in twenty twenty two if something happens and he's got to go, go the girly route because the Panthers are trying to get out of that deal. You can find running backs anywhere; you can find them on the free agent heap. You can find him on the street. You can find him in the draft. There's no reason to pay. If you're going to invest money, invest it in the O line so that because the O line at least blocks for the quarterback and the running back. The running back just carries the ball. You can get guys to do that. Dime a dozen. You do not have to pay for fucking running backs. So to recap, Austin Eckler, four years, $24.5 million. Cap hit never goes over seven and a quarter. Just had fifteen hundred yards last season, including almost a thousand rushing, uh, receiving yards. Mark Ingram, thirty years old, cap hit never goes over seven million. Thousand yards last season, ten touchdowns, probably the second best year of his career. Raheem Mostert, three year, eight point seven million dollar deal. Cap hit never gets over three point six. He's 28 but he's only got 198 carries to his name. Dude is fresh. And the Niners have him under control for two more years. James White, 3-year, 12 million. It's up this year. But I wanted to mention it because this is the exact type of contract that good teams put their put their running backs in. And then Todd Gurley, this is a phenomenal phenomenal risk for the Falcons. He might not be the same. But if he's 800 yards and 12 touchdowns like he was last year, 800 yards and nine touchdowns, man, five and a half million, you'll take that all day. And you can probably go, you can go get another guy next year to rush for 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. Those guys are out there. You don't have to fucking pay. Zeke has $95 million left on his contract. CMS, uh, Christian McCaffrey, $75 million left on his contract. God knows how much. Derrick Henry is going to make but the lesson here is you don't need to pay running backs they're not even the great ones are not as great as you think they are and that's all I got appreciate you guys if you've made it this far I appreciate it hope you liked What I had to say, if you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?